Fort Worth. Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it is a Friday morning. It is August 27th, the Feast of St. Monica, the mother of the great St. Augustine. And of course, she's a great saint in her own right. Tomorrow is a Feast of St. Augustine, and there's a beautiful summary on the life of St. Monica that I shared with listeners in the first hour of my program this morning. You can find it on catholic.org. And just amazing in terms of her determination to uh, get her son uh, back on the uh, the right track and into a relationship with Christ in the church. And beautiful story. And as we mentioned um, earlier this week, I think it was yesterday, we had on the woman who wrote the book on the St. Monica Club. It's a club that none of us wants to belong to. But unfortunately, we find ourselves in because we have friends and relatives who have fallen away from the faith. But with God, all things are possible. And remember... We don't do the saving. God does the saving. And so we pray and we love and we explain our faith when people have questions. But we have to understand that people are on God's time, not our time. And we get frustrated and we get concerned for them. doesn't mean that we sit back and don't defend our faith. But as uh, Maggie Green said yesterday on the program, it's very important that we understand, again, that it's God's timing and not ours. And the more we study and the more we pray, the better off we are for our own journey of faith, but also the better we're able to defend and explain the faith to others. So St. Monica, pray for us, and of course, St. Augustine as well. And we're offering prayers this morning for all those uh, families of loved ones who have been impacted by the, the horrific uh, developments yesterday in Afghanistan. We know now that 13 service members from the United States of America lost their lives and so many others were hurt. And uh, many people, critics on both sides of the political aisle, saying much of this uh, could have been prevented. And there's a great deal of criticism coming out now in the way this current administration is handling the situation. And I was just shocked yesterday by so many things, and we're going to be talking about that this morning with a number of people, including Edward Penton, our very own Edward Penton from the Register, who is based in Rome, and he's looking at the Vatican and what the Vatican is trying to do in terms of instilling peace into the situation, concerned about humanity, concerned about the refugees. So he had an article on the Register website the other day on this, and I've connected with him, and he's going to be joining us uh, after our interview with, with Doug Keck, which occurs every every Friday, of course, at 9.15. But so many questions that I have. We're also going to be talking to Hugh Tyson, a former Marine, devout Catholic. He was on the show on Wednesday when Vanessa filled in, and I asked him to come on uh, because of the developments, but also because he wanted to talk more about his Catholic faith. And we're also working on getting uh, another retired military member from the USA on with us this morning, a former Navy SEAL. We're still trying to connect with him. They may both be on at the same time, but Hugh has been uh, confirmed. But there were so many things about that address uh, and, and quote-unquote press conference, if you want to call it that, that I just found just shocking. So many things, and especially when Joe Biden said, okay, I've been instructed to take questions and I've got a list. Instructed by whom? You are the commander-in-chief. Now, I don't have time to go into this and because we would normally do a, a media um, or fact-check Friday about the media on Friday mornings, but the, with the breaking news and whatnot, I wanted to bring Edward on and then the uh, former military members on. 
But just the standard operating procedure, when you have an official, I don't care if you're from the White House, if you're from a governor's office, if you're from a company, they call the shots, supposedly. He's the commander-in-chief. Who is instructing him to take this person, that person? Normally in a press conference, the president of the United States calls on whomever he chooses because he is the commander-in-chief. And again, that usually happens with most people in positions of authority at press conferences. I've never seen anything like this in my 40 years in the media, ever. It just It's very frightening to me what that indicates in terms of instructed. Instructed by whom? Who's running things? We need a lot of prayers right now for our country. Uh, it's just, to me, I, I don't know, this is my personal opinion. I'm not a military expert, but I've got a lot of questions. And also, from a Catholic perspective, I'm really looking forward to talking with Hugh uh, Tyson again. And uh, he has a lot to say about this as well in terms of what we can do as Catholics. So lots to discuss this morning. Again, Doug Keck coming up at 15 minutes past the hour. He's our president and chief operating officer about great programming and what we can find at EW Channel in the next couple of days and weeks. Edward Penton from the Register, and then former Marine who served in Afghanistan, a devout Catholic Hugh Tyson from St. Louis area will be joining us, and possibly another member, former member of the military. So lots to talk about this morning. Hope you can stay tuned for the entire hour. Uh, praying for the people down south who could be affected by a yet another tropical storm that could turn into a hurricane. We'll have the latest on that in the news. And also ask for your prayers for Ave Maria Radio this weekend as we celebrate 25 years on the air. We have a big event starting tonight and running through Sunday at Domino's Farms in Ann Arbor where our studios are located. All the information at AveMariaRadio.net. Right now, five minutes past the hour already on a Friday morning, and as you can imagine, a lot of news, so let's get to it right now. Mark Mayfield tells us about the death toll from yesterday's suicide attacks in Kabul, and they've reached a pretty high number. The Pentagon says 13 U.S. service members are among the dead, including 10 Marines, two soldiers, and one sailor. They were the first U.S. military members to die in the conflict since February of 2020, and it was the deadliest attack in Afghanistan since 2011. It happened as two bombs went off outside the Kabul airport, where crowds have been gathering as the U.S. evacuation deadline approaches. The Pentagon says another 18 U.S. service members were injured in the attacks, which were carried out by the ISIS-K terrorist group. Flags, meanwhile, flying at half-staff right now to honor the 13 American service members killed in Afghanistan. U.S. forces helping to evacuate Afghans, meanwhile, desperate to flee Taliban, were on alert for more attacks today after, as you just heard, at least one Islamic State suicide bomber killed 85 people, nearly 100, including 13 U.S. soldiers outside the gates of the Kabul airport. Two blasts and gunfire rocked the area outside the airport last night. A health official and a Taliban official said the toll of Afghans killed had risen to 72, including 28 Taliban members, although a Taliban spokesperson later denied that any of their fighters guarding the airport had been killed. British Defense Secretary Ben Wallace, meanwhile, said the threat of attacks could increase as Western troops get closer to completing the huge airlift and leaving. In an address to the nation late yesterday afternoon, Joe Biden promising to hunt down those responsible for the attack but did not provide any further information on how that would be done or additional troops being brought in to track down the terrorists, only insisting again to reporters that the U.S. will continue to withdraw from Afghanistan by the August 31st deadline. 
While ISIS-K, a group at odds with the Taliban, has claimed responsibility for yesterday's deadly attack, reporter Courtney Kuby tells us service members are facing a number of threats on the ground still. The 5,400 or so U.S. Uh, troops who are there at that airport are completely surrounded. So, And they're also almost in a fishbowl. You know, there's mountains surrounding them. The State Department says 500 Americans evacuated yesterday. An estimated 1,000 more are still looking to get out of Afghanistan. The bombing outside of the Kabul airport weighing heavy on the hearts of Americans and the world in Texas. State lawmakers taking a pause yesterday to remember those who lost their lives. You only need to see an American flag draped over the body of a U.S. soldier one time in your life to know that your heart gets heavy when this happens. That's State Rep. Matt Schaefer, who served in Afghanistan in 2010. Former President Donald Trump calling this a very dangerous time for our country following the attacks on Kabul. Well, it's so sad. It's probably from the standpoint of military tactics and, and just uh, embarrassment, uh, the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to our country. We look like fools all over the world. In an interview with Fox News, the former president raising concerns about the Taliban taking American equipment after the withdrawal from the country, he again reiterated the destruction of American air bases in Afghanistan upon exit. A Republican congressman calling on Vice President Kamala Harris to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove Joe Biden from office. A freshman, Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina, writing a letter to Harris claiming, Our nation is at a crisis point following yesterday's deadly attack. He wrote, I cannot sit idly by and watch the nation I love spiral into death and devastation because our leader cannot discharge his duties. An Afghan interpreter for U.S. troops who now lives in Iowa says his parents and brother are still trying to get out of Afghanistan. It's just not my family. There are, there are thousand families out there. I, I don't know. I don't know if we, we will be able to get my family out in the next 30 hours. That's Nomi Mahamudi, who says his family spent 10 hours at the airport in Kabul but decided to leave right before the deadly explosions yesterday. The Pope yesterday meeting with Nobel Prize winner Nadia Murad, a human rights advocate who has been speaking out on behalf of women and girls in Iraq and Afghanistan. Her meeting with the Pope yesterday comes as a survivor of ISIS enslavement has expressed concern for the future of Afghan women under Taliban rule. She says, I know what happens when the world loses sight of women and girls in crisis. When it looks away, war is waged, she said, on women's bodies. This must not happen in Afghanistan. The international community must act so that the Taliban does not continue to rob women of their rights and freedom. Those are statements she posted on Twitter last week, and it was the day after the Taliban took control of Kabul. The private papal audience at the Vatican was her third with the Pope. She also met with Pope Francis back in 2018, shortly after receiving the Nobel Prize for her efforts to end the use of sexual violence as a weapon of war and armed conflict. Catholic News Agency, by the way, has more on this story. The Holy See is calling for the opening of talks between the Taliban, regional political leaders, and Western countries in order to avert a humanitarian catastrophe as U.S. and allied forces withdraw from Afghanistan. We'll hear more on this story from Edward Penton at the bottom of the hour. In a front-page August 19th editorial, the Vatican newspaper, L'Osservatore Romano, arguing it will be, of course, necessary to, quote-unquote, negotiate with the Taliban on migration issues as well as human rights and fundamental freedoms so that they grant those who don't feel safe the possibility to leave Afghanistan. And it added, such talks must be done quickly. 
Some lawmakers are said to be outraged over what they call a possible kill list in Afghanistan. U.S. officials reportedly handing the Taliban names of American citizens, green card holders, and Afghan allies. It was supposedly to allow all those people entry into the airport for evacuation. That decision, though, has drawn strong criticism from both sides of the political aisle and outrage from some officials and lawmakers say it amounts to nothing more than handling the Taliban a kill list. Joe Biden said he's not aware of a specific list of names, but did admit that similar info sharing has happened. The decision was reportedly made despite the Taliban's notorious reputation for brutally executing Afghans who helped the U.S. military and other Western forces during the war and occupation that followed the September 11th terrorist attacks. Politico is reporting the revelation came just days after it was revealed that Taliban death squads have been going door to door to hunt down suspected Afghan collaborators with tens of thousands of American allies potentially at risk. The White House's major miscalculation, Politico added, surfaced during a classified briefing this week. Politico saying the closed-door meeting reportedly grew heated when top White House officials tried to defend coordinating with the Taliban, claiming it was the best way to prevent a shooting war between U.S. troops and Taliban fighters from breaking out at the airport. Another big story, Tropical Storm Ida, as meteorologist Bill Cairns tells us, is gaining strength as it treks across the Caribbean. Winds ticked up from 40 to 45 miles per hour. The bottom line is this storm has 60 hours until landfall, and it's going to intensify all the way up until landfall. So it's just a matter of how strong can this storm get in the next 60 hours, pretty much two and a half days. Ida could make landfall in the U.S. by late Sunday, possibly as a hurricane. A hurricane watch is now in effect for the coast of Louisiana and Mississippi. And a tropical storm watch is in effect for the Alabama coast. Forecasters are warning a storm surge of two to four feet above normal. The Supreme Court ending the federal moratorium on residential evictions due to the pandemic. The decision was six to three with the conservative majority siding to end the moratorium. Imposed by the Biden administration, the moratorium was challenged by a coalition of landlords and real estate trade groups. The justices allowed a request by the challengers to lift that moratorium that was supposed to run until the beginning of October. And several north of Florida prisons are being closed because, as Rory O'Neill tells us, administrators simply cannot find enough people to work behind bars. Blame it on COVID, the economy, or a challenging workplace. Union leaders telling the Miami Herald that the Baker and New River Correctional Institutions will close in the coming weeks. And Cross City Correctional, already closed due to flooding, will stay closed because they just don't have enough guards. Some work camps are closing, too. The state is increasing pay and offering sign-up bonuses, but 5,000 jobs are still unfilled. It's a Friday morning, the Feast of St. Monica. Pray for us tomorrow, the Feast of St. Augustine. When we come back, Doug Keck will tell us all about the great programming on EWTN. We can expect this weekend and the coming days, of course, as we wrap up the unofficial, well, end of summer, actually. This is usually Labor Day weekend. We'll be right back. It's a Friday. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care.
We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry, providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. I was listening to EWTN, and you were on with one of your little snippets, and you said some words that brought me back to the church. I've been away for a long time. You don't know how much I appreciate those words, and I don't know why those particular words that day got to me. EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. minutes past the hour on Fridays. We talk with Doug Keck from EWTN. He's our President and Chief Operating Officer. Gosh, Doug, so much news. It's hard to fit it into an hour. I'm so grateful for all the different uh, news outlets we have. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say. You and I are media people. We've been at this for a long time. I think it, it's so much stuck out for me. I just wanted to get your take on a few things. Sure. Yesterday from this um, so-called press conference and the address mm-hmm. that, the, that Joe Biden gave, but what really is scary, um, in, in addition to everything else that's going on, when he said, I've been instructed, I have a list of reporters. He has said that so many times, and he said right. it again yesterday. Who was running things? Well, it's clear that there, there's there's a lot of people pulling strings behind the scenes. Uh, I mean, I think you, everybody with a fair mind, and uh, as our Lord would say, eyes to see and ears to hear, uh, at this point um, would really be hard-pressed to not see the incredible decline of him mentally his acuity his ability to go off script uh, his ability to vaguely even read a a teleprompter here's one of the greatest uh, uh, events of the last 20 years in a negative Mm -hmm. way for us to deal with and and the commander-in-chief can't talk off the cuff from his heart about what's going on without reading what's been written on a prompter right. and and doing it very very slowly clearly because somebody has told him you need to slow down because when you read normally you make too many mistakes mm-hmm. uh i mean so it's it's obvious what's going on you know you can have your political discussions either way who you voted for or not this is just a fact it's obvious to everyone um, it was obvious to many people who had concerns during the election that this is exactly what was going on, and now we're play, uh, paying uh, the price for uh, this this situation that we have, which seems to be a total lack of leadership. Yeah, yeah, and then you've got the whole Catholic angle here because he claims to be a devout Catholic, and yet so much of what's going on goes against 
what we believe as Catholics, not only with his position on, on life issues, what we're seeing in terms of what the church well, teaches I, us. Right. right. Well, I think what you have with Joe Biden is you have a chameleon politician who basically reflects whatever he needs to reflect to get elected, and that's he has never held a regular job. He has basically been in government since he got out of law school, effectively, in the 1970s. I mean, that's what we're talking about. This man was in office when Jimmy Carter was the president. So, I mean, he has never left that world and i think what's happened with him quite honestly is he relied on his gift of gab mm -hmm. uh to kind of uh work himself around and unfortunately because i think of what seems like his mental diminishment he's lost that ability and so there's nothing behind there apparently or if there was that's gone too and uh, unfortunately as we all know sometimes people when they start to slip uh they don't acknowledge it or don't want to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. And so what you see is the flashes of anger when he's challenged. Right. Because there's the fear that maybe, maybe I did say something wrong. And, and, and they always get angry and upset because they don't want to feel like they're slipping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but we have a situation now where where this is this is the country and not only the country, Doug, right. but the world is. Well, this is an Uncle Joe who we all love, uh, you know, in our family, and we feel bad about that he gets upset at Thanksgiving. You know, uh, this is the man who's responsible and putting, uh, you know, lives at risk of our American servicemen and people and American citizens and and other people around the world and, and showing our enemies an incredible amount of weakness, even our allies an incredible amount of weakness. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful that we have the opportunity to talk about it here on right. this program and all of our EWTN shows. And uh, I can imagine, in addition to, of course, EWTN News Nightly and, and In-Depth, sure. uh, there's a lot of things that are coming up in the next couple of days with various programs. Right, exactly. And what's great about it is that we keep all of this in our prayers, and we pray right. for all of these people, and we pray for the best outcome, and we pray for our president. Uh, but, you know, we can always rely on the fact that we've got 2,000 years of, of history and that yep. our Lord has already won the victory. And so we've got the Doctors of the Church, a great series Matthew Bunsen's been working awesome. on for the last couple of years. Part two of St. Augustine of Ugh. Hippo. People can look for that. And again, it's great. a whole series. We're going to be doing Doctors of the Church uh, on and on and on. There's 30-something Doctors of the Church. We're going to feature each one, and these are well-made documentaries, including reenactments, very professionally produced. I think you'll like it. It's premiering at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. Uh, tomorrow, we've got The Pilgrim, The Soldier. It's a new uh, program out of England, very powerful uh, story, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Part 2 of Pius XII's Under Roman Sky on our Saturday Night Cinema. Next week, you are called Father Cedric Pesenia. A lot of people like Father Cedric's uh, quiet approach to spirituality, very much like a, a, a parish mission. Mm -hmm. That's running next week. Also, great, uh, Mother Assumpta is going to be on with Yay! Father Mitch, with Mother Ramada Veritas, and they're going to be talking about uh, a series of programs that we're going to be running with the sisters each week starting in September. So we're excited about that, and we're looking to do more going forward and do some more interactive live things with the sisters and also Catholic University of America's Mass of the Holy Spirit next uh, week. It's next Thursday on the 2nd at 1210. EW10.com for uh, all our schedule. And don't forget, so many of these things are available uh, either through our EW10 religious catalog for a small fee for uh, on-demand or free on-demand depending on the particular program. So check out EW10's on-demand and YouTube channel where so many of these things are available 24-7.
You know, the Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, uh, and of course uh, Mother Assumpta, who is a mm-hmm. uh, Mother Superior, she, the foundress, uh, along with Sister Jojo, Sister Joseph Andrew, they're based, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, in southeastern Michigan, but they they right. are doing so much in terms of utilizing the media. In addition to working with you, which they've been doing for years, I don't know if you heard, they just produced an amazing documentary on Death with Dignity about our own um, Nick Tom, who was the executive producer. No, I didn't for, know that. Yeah, you, I'm thinking I mean, I know guys, Nick, and I know Nick's yeah, story. And yeah, he's a great, it, great, it's great guy. It's beautiful. Great guy. It's so well done. When I uh, And we just got a, a press release from them oh, about wow. it yesterday. We're going to be talking about it on, on, on Ave Maria Radio. And it might be something that um, oh, you guys absolutely. might want to air. Oh, uh, absolutely. Put it on the top of the list of things to, to for us to see whether they can uh, let us air it. But, yeah, what a great guy, Nick Tom. Yeah. I mean, talk about a guy who had so many things going on, and you would never know it when you dealt no. with him. No, I thought about that because he was he was diagnosed shortly with a brain tumor after right. he started with us, and then Al uh, was syndicated. We were syndicated. You took mm-hmm. up our shows, and and we just all kept working. And then it, I don't know. It was just one of those things. But you talk about death with dignity, right. and and the sisters because uh, his beautiful wife Jen worked with them mm-hmm. at the schools at Spiritus Sanctus Academies. I see. Okay. So that's the the connection there, connection plus their there. connection right. with us in Ann Arbor. Um, anyway, they're fantastic. They are truly teaming up with, with you and with us and making such a difference. Absolutely. So, and, yeah. and that's what people, what we need to see. Good Catholic education taught by uh, uh, religious who are orthodox, but yet caring and loving and sweet and wonderful and happy, like hopefully they see in our sisters, the Sisters of Life, the National Dominicans. Right. All the orders that are thriving, they feature all of these things. Great love for the Eucharist, just like Mother Angelica. The Eucharist. It's right in their name. Doug, thanks so much. Have a great weekend, and we'll direct everyone, if they missed any of our discussion, to EWTN.com for all the great programming. Don't forget to tune in to EWTN News Nightly tonight for the latest and all of our news outlets as well. We come back. Speaking of our news outlets, our very own Edward Penton joining us from Rome on the Vatican and looking at what they're saying about the situation developing in Afghanistan. Oktoberfest is back. Mark your calendars for Saturday, October the 16th from 10 a.m. till 8 p.m. at St. Joseph Catholic Church, located at 600 East Marvin in Waxahachie. Oktoberfest is an all-day fun-filled family event featuring live music, exceptional food, kids' games, car show, bingo, raffle, free admission and parking, and much more. That's Saturday, October 16th from 10 a.m. till 8 p.m. at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Waxahachie. Hello, it's Todd Sluter, licensed professional counselor with Epiphany Counseling and longtime sponsor of GRN. I have been blessed to work with many individuals, couples, teens, and families in our diocese for the past eight years, incorporating counseling principles with authentic Catholic values. God wants you to have a greater sense of joy and purpose. If you or someone you know are struggling to find purpose, stuck moving forward with goals in life, or a relationship is not working, you may need to seek a counselor to help regain hope and healing. You may get in touch with me at 469-556-8336. Mark your calendars. St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Carrollton invites all KATH 910 AM listeners to Autumn Fest on Saturday, October 9th. The event includes a silent auction, bingo, food, entertainment, and more. Funds raised will support the parish. For more information, contact Rosemary at rosarymarym at stcatherine.org. 
Hi, this is Norma Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My husband, Bob, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your current mortgage rate, payment, or term, we can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender in MLS 12901. Christ is the answer with Father John Ricardo. He always starts with the good things. You know, the seven letters to the churches and the book of Revelation is a great way to write letters to other people, by the way, or to have conversations with other people. You start with what's going well. You do this, this, and this really well. I love it. Thank you. Here's what you're lacking. And I think for many of us as men, what the Lord's communicating at that second part of the letter or the second part of the conversation is here's what we're lacking. You don't ever spend enough time with me. You have no idea what I'm trying to offer you in the gift of my friendship. Or if you do, you don't make time for it. And if you would but come to me, I would change your life like that. But you don't come. Not with the regularity that I want you to come. Not with the ardor and the fervor and the passion that I want you to come. I have a hunch, I have more than a hunch, that's what he says to me. And I got a hunch that's what he would say to many of us. the connection 29 minutes at past the hour of course it's live radio and we are having a little bit of a tough time getting hold of uh, edward penton uh phone's not going through for whatever reason if we can get him we'll get him if not we will just uh continue with the programming it is a friday morning the feast of saint monica tomorrow is a feast of saint augustine of course the son of the great saint monica and an amazing teacher and doctor of the church our hearts are restless until they rest in thee O lord and all of us know someone in our circle of family and friends that's fallen away from the faith and saint monica is a great intercessor for uh, mothers and for loved ones who are trying to bring people back into the fold so we ask for the intercession of saint monica today and also of course for saint augustine whose feast day is tomorrow and do not forget as doug keck mentioned uh, right before the break about the beautiful special that we will have on ew10 regarding saint augustine and it's part of this series that the amazing dr matthew bunsen is doing uh, on the saints and the doctors of the church and the one on saint augustine it airs this evening at 6 30. oh yay we have edward thanks be to god uh, edward sorry about that you know it's live radio and phone situations overseas but we're so grateful for you joining us this morning and i was very interested as i mentioned in our uh, email correspondence uh, the story that you have regarding uh, the editorial in L'Osservatore Romano in terms of the Taliban. So bring us up to date on, on what you discovered and what's happening with uh, possible discussions regarding the situation in Afghanistan. Good morning. Good morning, Teresa. Yes, well, it, was a, it relates to an August 19th editorial, a front-page uh, article in, in L'Osservatore Romano, the, the Vatican's newspaper, which which argued that um, the necessity to negotiate with the Taliban in order to create um, a humanitarian corridor for the remaining evacuees in, in Kabul and elsewhere in Afghanistan. And I think they, they're they arguing this because they feel that there's there's uh, either a lack of political will, but also um, the, the, the different parties aren't talking with, with one another, and they feel that um, there needs to be dialogue in order to, to, to create this humanitarian corridor um, another, it's also hampered by the fact that so many nations have already left the country, and so there's there's an it, there's a lack of um, 
personnel there to help. And of course, the, the, the window of, of opportunity to, to get these evacuees out is closing uh, very soon. And so the Vatican was keen to, to at least make that appeal um, in the, on the front page of, of the newspaper. So has there been a, um, as, as one report, the article says in the register, and I believe it's yours, um, and the headline is, Holy See reportedly pressing for talks with Taliban to avert humanitarian catastrophe. Has this channel, a confidential channel, been opened up between the Holy See and the Taliban, or can't we get a response on that yet? Well, we can't get confirmation on that. This comes from uh, a veteran Italian journalist and lobbyist called Luigi Bisignani, who, who claims that the confidential channel had been uh, unexpectedly opened between the ODC and the Taliban to create this this humanitarian corridor. Um, he said that uh, there was a uh, that it was actually conducted by the Secretary of State of the Congregation for the Oriental Churches, who were working uh, through an inter- through the intermediary of President uh, Erdogan of Turkey uh, in order to do this. And now, there's no real evidence since then that this has happened. But of course, this will be done. Uh, behind the scenes anyway. So they may be working on this uh, behind the scenes to create this channel. Um, Erdogan himself has said that he doesn't want anything to do with the refugees. He doesn't want the Turkey to become a, 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 a sort of, what is he, he calls a, a, a landing place for the refugees and, and set up camps there. And so um, it's, he, I think they probably consider that it's in his interest too to create a humanitarian corridor to stop the refugees going to his country if that's what he doesn't want um, but uh, but they also said in this article which was interesting that they were surprised that such a scenario had not been envisaged and that they were surprised that the the nations especially the united states they didn't mention the united states specifically had nothing um planned to in this to to deal with this eventuality and they said that it's even worse if they were, were aware that this crisis would arise, but they'd done nothing to avoid it. And so they, was, they were quite critical um, of the Allies uh, for, for, for not for allowing this to happen in the first place. What has been the response in terms of, I think what's, what's concerning to a lot of people is, is negotiating, quote-unquote, with uh, the, this one quote that you have in your piece, will of course be necessary to negotiate with the Taliban. That is the, the big fallout we're seeing here in the States in terms of people are raising the question where many people mm. in the White House and in the administration who supported this uh, seem to think that the Taliban has this Western mindset. Um, has there been concern expressed about some of the statements in this editorial? No, and that's, that's often the case uh, with the Vatican, though, at least in recent years, that They've, there's always this emphasis on dialogue and that there's a willingness or at least a belief that all things can be accomplished through dialogue. Um, but as you say, there's a, there is a school of thought, of course, which says that, that, that groups like the Taliban cannot be dialogued with and shouldn't be, um, and that what they need is basically force placed on them to, to comply. Uh, but that sort of argument does not get a, a, an airing in this editorial, and I don't think it's the sort of the way that the Vatican works these days. They're, mm-hmm. they're, as I say, they're often pushing for the for the, uh, for the dialogue and the negotiation uh, route. Have you heard anything else about how the Vatican will be responding to this developing crisis? Uh, any, I know that the Pope met with um, Nobel Prize winner, who's an advocate for Afghan women, and he's met with her before, uh, most recently he met with her this week. But, but what's the latest in terms of what the Church um, will be saying or will be doing with this crisis? Any idea? Um, well, I think uh, Caritas, uh, they're going to be trying to do some work. They don't actually, I don't think they have much of a presence in in uh, Afghanistan. That's the, the obviously the uh, humanitarian arm of the church. 
Um, but uh, there's there's other little else I think, except perhaps behind the scenes, things are being done. But uh, but the Pope didn't surprisingly mention the whole situation in his Angelus last week. He didn't, I think, mention it at, at the, during his general audience on Wednesday. He did appeal um, last two Sundays ago uh, for peace and dialogue in the region. Um, uh, in Afghanistan, but there's been nothing else since. Now, whether, as I say, there's stuff going on behind the scenes and lots of discussion and 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 work from the Vatican behind the scenes, that's that's possible, and this journalist could well be right. But apart from that, I, one doesn't see any more coming from the Vatican at this stage. All right. Well, it might be something this weekend, though, with the uh, the Angelus message. And uh, Edward, thanks so much for joining mm. us at the last minute. I know I just contacted you uh, late yesterday after seeing your story and appreciate it. And we will be in touch as as the situation continues to develop overseas and appreciate the great work of giving us a Catholic perspective along with Joan Lewis and our other folks uh, in Rome. Edward Penton with the Register, and you can see his article at ncregister.com. It's still posted on the home page. More discussion from a Catholic perspective on the tragedy in Afghanistan, and we'll be talking with those men who's actually served in the military for our country and have connections to Afghanistan and are still looking at this situation and monitoring it very, very closely. That's coming up right after the break. Stay tuned. The goal of the Great Men Program is to have a powerfully engaged man in every home in North Texas. All men are invited to their next event on Tuesday, August 31st with Dr. Michael Norman, chiropractor, author, and champion of our Blessed Mother. Dr. Norman will discuss spiritual resistance in an anti-Christian age. The event takes place at Three Nations Brewing in Carrollton at 7 p.m. The presentation can also be viewed online. For more information and to RSVP, visit thegreatmenprogram.com. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. Come let us pray to our Blessed Mother that she'll guard and protect our country from those who wish to destroy it, bring God's influence to our leaders, that they lead us based on His will and not our own, restore love and peace in our hearts, and heal us so that we can truly be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. All KATH 910 AM listeners are invited to a patriotic rosary at St. Patrick Cathedral focusing on prayer for our nation and our church on Monday, August 30th at 7 p.m. Free rosaries will be available. Are you a teenager or the parent of a teenager who is discerning life after high school? Homeschool Connections invites you to participate in a free Life After High School online conference Thursday, October 7th and Friday, October 8th. The event will include talks by experts and representatives from top Catholic universities and trade schools, religious vocations talks, workshops, and a college and career fair for Catholic teens. For more information or to register, visit catholichomeschoolconference.com and click on Our Next Event. Many years ago, my friend Steve Ray told me about a habit uh, that, that he got into. Anytime he would see someone in uniform, he would go over and thank them for their service. And ever since then, I've done that. Personally, thank members of the military. I travel a lot for speaking. 
and I always go up and thank them for their service. And I love it on the plane when the flight attendants announce that there's military presence. Uh, the military are on with us, and they thank them for their service, and the planes erupt in applause. That just gives me just such a warm feeling and a pride in our country and the men and women who sacrificed so much, including those who lost their lives yesterday in this horrific uh, suicide attack at the Kabul airport. Uh, Thirteen of our service members losing their lives, not to mention so many um, citizens there in Afghanistan and other people who are nearby. The, I think the uh, death toll is close to 100 now. On the phone with us is Hugh Tyson. He's a former Marine who served in Afghanistan, a devout Catholic. He's in the St. Louis area. We also have, and this is thanks to one of our listeners on Facebook who gave me the information about Dom Rosso, who's a former Navy SEAL and a very successful entrepreneur since returning from serving uh, the U.S. in the military. God bless you both, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your sacrifice and your service to our country. I, I just I can't thank you enough, and, and we pray for you and your family. Um, Hugh, let me go to you first. I know you were on earlier this week uh, with Vanessa when she filled in for me. Um, your thoughts, I can't even imagine. Our hearts are breaking. I can remember watching. I was glued to the TV. I've been glued to it all week long, um, obviously. But seeing the the crawls at the bottom of the screen of how many service uh, members had lost their lives, I, I just it was heartbreaking. Uh, what goes through your mind when, when you hear about this? Uh, those who served with you, or those who are our fellow uh, military still serving? It, and Hugh, go it ahead. It breaks my heart. Uh, it breaks my heart. I've I've actually been in a situation where I was at a checkpoint and we were hit by a. Um, a bomber, and in, in that case, my squad was spread out, so we didn't take the casualties that it appears this squad. It sounds like one full squad of U.S. Marines from 2nd Battalion, 1st Marines out of Camp Pendleton was, uh, was, was killed. So it must have been quite an explosion. It must have been more than just explosives strapped to him. He probably had some sort of a luggage Dom, your thoughts looking at the situation that we woke up to this morning and saw yesterday? Well, there's a lot of thoughts, and I think that that's one of the things that is so important about our faith is that there's a lot of thoughts going through my head, just not only from having experience being there and experiencing situations like that and knowing exactly what it feels like to be on the ground. You know, it is heartbreaking, and... This is charging a lot of people to see things for what they really are. You know, I, I was just talking to somebody this morning, and it's very interesting for being there on the ground multiple times throughout my career and then seeing 18 months go by where nobody was killed. And then now we're facing a situation where we know the planning that went into this, the lack of planning, the lack of thought processing that went into what we're actually dealing with. A lot of what was going on didn't surprise me about the Taliban coming back in. But what does surprise me is our inability to lead in these situations. And, of course, with the current administration and the politics the way that they are, we're seeing firsthand that they're falling flat on their face for more reasons than one. And I think that right now, for me, if I were to ultimately give you my final thought on putting all that together, it's that, now more than ever, I've never felt more called to be faithful what is going to continue to lead my children, our children, the future leaders of this country to be faithful, to make great decisions, to do the right thing. And we're seeing the lack of that over the last 30 to 40 to 50 years culminate now. And uh, that, that is ultimately what I'm seeing come of this. And I think 
this is just putting us in a position where we need to do more, uh, especially when it comes to our faith. We're talking with Dom Rosso from Virginia Beach and Hugh Tyson from uh, Missouri, both of whom served our country heroically uh, for many years uh, in the military. Uh, Hugh, let me go back to you. I know that toward the end of the interview with Finesse, you were mentioning that this is really uh, testing your, <laughs> it's testing all of us in terms of our faith. It, it's, it's very infuriating. It's very frustrating because it just doesn't make sense. There seems like I was telling you during the break, I'm not a military expert. You guys, you know, literally were there uh, and, and understand how these things work a lot better than the majority of us, but it just seems like what happened, we, we got into a situation closing Bagram where we developed like a fishbowl where we're just like sitting fish or sitting ducks. I, I, this doesn't make any sense to me. Can you explain a little bit? I mean, I, I don't understand it. I do not understand how we got to be such in a desperate situation. Yeah, one of the one of the common misconceptions, and it, and it makes sense why there's, there's such poor information coming out of uh, Kabul right now. A lot of it's coming just directly through the official channels because uh, the journalists were some of the first ones to be evacuated. Uh, all all the Western journalist companies. So it makes sense that they don't have eyes on the ground anymore. But uh, what's happening is it's it's not getting on a flight that's the problem. It's getting access to the airfield, actually being able to get inside Camp Sullivan, which is within Kabul Airfield, or be able to get inside uh, the Kabul International Airport. There is the security is denying entrance unless you are pulled in from the inside by somebody that's currently on the inside. So, uh, you know, it's like going to a concert, standing room only concert, and the people at the very front of the stage aren't, aren't able to get onto the stage. And getting onto the stage means, oh, okay, now you can get into an aircraft. So it's, it's really... If, if you were to have a planned orderly withdrawal, having been in Afghanistan, and Dom can probably back me up here, Bagram Air Base that we closed 45 days ago, that would have been the perfect place. Bagram Airfield is perfectly set up with security, clinics, the space, the housing, everything is set up there to do a very orderly, very organized evacuation. Uh, Dom, your thoughts? Well, when you look at the situation unfolding and kind of where we are now, to be honest with you, it's a complete uh, unpreparedness and complacency. And to be truthful, we got comfortable. And this is one thing that's beautiful about our faith is that it forces you to not get comfortable. Mm. And I've seen it time and time again where these leaders – and, and most of our culture at this point is like, ah, oh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to work itself out. You know, everybody's going to get along. And like, that's just not the world that we live in. And this whole time, actually, it's funny that we're on the phone today because this whole, the transpiring of all this stuff happening overseas, I've been able to be pretty calm. I'm like, you know what? I went there multiple times, multiple deployments, went after a lot of bad people. I've seen it face to face. I was like, for me, it's not a surprise that it's going back to this at this point. I was like, we all know that. We all knew it would because it's the Taliban. We've, this has been going on for hundreds and thousands of years. It's not a surprise. This is their culture. You walk into the, to a town where they have no showers, no running water, but yet you have guys running around with AKs on a cell phone. It's like mm-hmm. there's a huge contrast to our, our understanding of how they live their lives. So it's, that's not a surprise to me. What is a surprise to me is that we allowed this to happen through complacency and bad leadership 
with people not taking the right steps to get us out of there. There was just no thought. People were just like, oh, we're just going to pack up and leave. And, and we are seeing the effects of that, the negative effects of what that did to us. So if anybody is listening that has any experience or leadership or is involved in any of this stuff, it just is, goes to show you that we cannot drop our guard. We cannot lose sight of what's important in protecting human life and making sure that we're continuing to stay proactive. Um, I think Hugh, just as well as I know, this is why we did what we did. This is why it's important for people to step up today in this world where we've been able to get so comfortable and so complacent that we have to do more. We have to continue to step up. And, and the last thing that I'll say on that note is what I'm realizing is that there's a lot of bad leadership right now all throughout our country handling these decisions. And it's the people on the outside of those decisions that are in assistant positions, that are standing next to these people, that maybe they're faithful, maybe they're even Catholic, and they're saying nothing. They're saying absolutely nothing. They're not standing up for what's right, and that's why people are continuing to get away with what they're getting away with, and, and that's just we just cannot let it happen anymore. We're talking with former Navy SEAL Dom Rosso and also former Marine uh, Hugh Tyson, uh, both of whom served uh, overseas in Afghanistan and served our country well and heroically, sacrificing so much and, and are really keeping an eye on this situation, both of whom, most importantly, they tell you, are devout Catholics. Uh, Dom, let me go back to you because in talking about being faithful, it, it, to me... Being in the daily mass readings every day, my husband and I both came back to the church through a Bible study, and so scripture is really important. I mean, the Lord has been speaking to us so loudly and clearly through, as he always does, but this week I've noticed so much in terms of in relationship to what's going on. My husband is a deacon and he's preaching this Sunday, and if you look at the gospel and the first reading uh, for this Sunday in terms of, of the commandments and the, the readings that we had earlier this week about how God puts before us, you know, in Deuteronomy, the laws, and even today, Jesus is telling us in the Gospel of St. Matthew in order of, of being ready in terms of don't be foolish and, and just exactly, Dom, what you were just saying, your comments, your thoughts. Oh, that's why, you know, I was once blind, but now I see. It's kind of hard to look back in my life and be like, how did I not understand this the way that it was? You know, I grew up with people being like, hey, being a Catholic is important, the Church is important, but nobody ever grabbed me by the shoulders and said, this is the most important thing that you will ever do. And I've, I've never in my life had more conviction than I do today, understanding that our faith is the only thing that stands between the real evil of the world that's transpiring right now and being that shield. So for me, I am a thousand percent convicted of exactly what you just said, of why scripture is so important, why preparing is so important. Our hearts, our families, it happens from the day that my kids are born and all the way through their life. And it's our job, that is why the church exists, that's why our families exist, that's why everything's been put in place by Christ. I wholeheartedly believe that with all my heart. There's nothing that's going to make me waver on that. One scripture that I was looking at for this morning was from Ephesians 6.10, is that finally be strong in the Lord and mm -hmm. in the strength of his might yeah. put on the whole armor, whole armor of God. Of God. And yeah. The whole, the warrior understands this, but what we all need to understand is that it starts with putting on the armor of God first in our hearts, in our minds, in our soul to, to understand that it's our character and our spirit and our soul that we're truly forging and building first before we can put on physical armor, before I can go make a decision in the fight, before I can deal with a threat. I have to understand what God's calling me to do through prayer, through the church, and through my life and then I can go make these decisions. That's why it's hard to look at anybody that doesn't under, truly understand what Christ is calling us to do to be a great leader. And that's why, that's why the church is growing, I believe, so much right now. And the same thing that you're hearing, 
I'm hearing, I mean, I can't tell you how many SEALs that I know and how many warriors on the ground right now that are rising to, to understand the same thing because we're starting to see the line. We're starting to see the line where it's like, it's this or nothing. It's, it's all in or, or not. Or not. Yeah. And yeah. It, ultimately, it's like what you say every day when it's like, you know, I'm, I'm heartily sorry for the things that I've done and the things that I've failed to do. And to, right now, right. everybody of faith that really act of contrition. Their heart yeah. on what they're failing to do. Mentally, physically, and spiritually. And uh, Hugh, let me give you, well, we have got about two minutes left, so I'll let you wrap up. And thank you, both of you. I'd like to keep in touch, and, and, and let's continue to have you on the program. I, I, Hugh, I know that you were talking about the virtues when you were on earlier this week and how much they mean to you in terms of also uh, you're a great fan of the writings of St. Thomas Aquinas. Your thoughts this morning as we wrap up. That's right. Uh, courage, justice, and charity is what is, is leading us to, to complete the mission uh, as Americans right now at the Kabul International Airport. And I want to mention that courage is extremely important for the honor of the Marine Corps and the legacy of the Marine Corps is protecting U.S. citizens and allies, not pulling out to protect the troops. That's not, that's not the, the mission set for the Marine Corps. Uh, I think, as I've, been, as I've mentioned before, this is testing my temperance in many ways. I, I I, I work on temperance and patience a lot and self-control, and this is making me extremely frustrated, uh, the way that this has been, uh, the lack of planning here and how we're leaving our, a lot of our allies and the, and the guys that I recommended for special immigrant visas behind. And I want to say that, uh, of the seven heavenly virtues of courage, justice, charity, uh, wisdom, faith, hope, and temperance, I would say the, the one that was lacking with our leadership in this administration was wisdom. And that's something that we need to pray that they get. Hmm. We certainly do. Thank you both so much. And please, let's stay in touch. I, I, I can't thank you enough for your, for your service for this country and, and for your dedication to the faith and the witness that you're giving to us and really your insight. And we'd like to have you back on next week as this continues to develop so we can learn more about this situation because you two have the experience uh, in terms of the wisdom of being on the ground in these very volatile situations. I, I'm, I'm not a, a military expert, but it seems to me that, that so many things could have and should have been done differently. Thank you both to Dom Rosso from Virginia Beach and Hugh from St. Louis. More with these two amazing uh, men of God, devout Catholics, and military who served our country so well. We'll be right back. Let you know what's coming up on a Monday. Stay tuned. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program brought to you in part by the nonprofit Angelicum Academy. This is Father Joseph Essio. I have an important message for all your homeschooling families. You can get an outstanding and fully accredited Catholic college education and save $100,000. To learn how, go to angelicum.net. That's angelicum.net. Earn 75 college credits and an associate's degree in high school for just $3,500 a year. And earn your BA degree just one year later at age 19. Check this out at angelicum.net. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Ray. My latest book, Jesus, the Master Psychologist, Listen to Him, talks about how Jesus was 2,000 years ahead of modern enlightened psychology. If he's God, he knows the absolute best way to live. 
whether psychology agrees or whether it doesn't. Go to AveMariaRadio.net to get your copy. Jesus will tell you the best way to live. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned to EW Chan for the latest developments, not only in Afghanistan, but around the world. And check out all of our great news organizations to keep you updated. And also pray for Ave Maria Radio, celebrating 25 years on the air, and all of our affiliates out there that work so hard to bring you 24-7 Catholic Radio. Also praying for those who might be affected by possible Hurricane Ida. Stay strong in the Lord. As for the intercession of St. Monica and St. Augustine, we'll talk to you on Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Faith, hope, charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Show your support for Catholic education and sports. Global Football is proud to work with key leaders representing four notable Catholic dioceses in the inaugural Catholic Bowl, Saturday, September 4th at the Ford Center in Frisco, also located on the campus of the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters. Kicking off the action at 2 p.m. will be John Paul II High School of Plano versus St. Thomas High School from Houston. The 7 p.m. matchup will feature Nolan Catholic High School of Fort Worth, welcoming Little Rock Catholic High School of Arkansas. And to purchase tickets, visit globalfootball.com slash Catholic Bowl. Hello, my name is Esther Fernandez, a new sponsor at KATH 19 AM and a realtor with JPN Associates. I'm a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville and a longtime supporter and volunteer with the Guadalupe Radio Network. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? If so, you can reach me at 214-845-1753. That's 214-845-1753. Or by email at estherzfernandez at gmail.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-Z Fernandez at gmail.com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. 
Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.